Hey beautiful friend, thanks for just taking the time to be here with me today and I just want to express my gratitude first and foremost. So today we're going to be chatting about something that I think is just so important, especially for those of us who are in the military. If you're a military mom, you are dealing with this on a regular basis, right? The instability of military life whether it's big transitions, whether it's job changes that happen on like a yearly or a, you know, every year and a half or so basis, whether it's a million moves, whether it's time stationed apart from your family for various reasons or from your spouse. I mean, there's just such a amount of instability and kind of upheaval of our lives that happens very frequently in the military. It's just, it's part of our life, right? But that doesn't mean that it's easy and it's really hard. It's really, really hard. So we're going to acknowledge that. We're going to acknowledge all the hard today, but I'm going to give you 10 tips for time of transition for times where you're in the thick of military moves or big moves if you're not in the military and you're in times of transition or of moving as well this is going to really help you to not only survive this together as a family but actually thrive through it and I want you to have the tools and, and be empowered to really take it all in stride so you feel like you have what it takes to cope with the stress the anxiety the overwhelm that can come with all of this with so much big change so much out of our control when things are really just crazy when things are really unpredictable and uncertain but also so that our families can as well. And I think there's so many lifelong lessons in adjusting to change that we're sort of forced into in military life because life is full of big transitions and none of us are exempt from that. But I think the military is unique in that it's just part of our life on a very frequent basis. And we also don't have much control over it at all. Right. And so it's not on our own terms. It builds this level of resilience, but I think it's really hard on so many of us. And so let's talk about it today. Hey sister, welcome to Arm to the Heart. Do you want to make an impact as a military mom and be the best mom and leader you can be at the same time? Are you finding yourself stressed and weighed down by guilt with how much your time your work steals from your family and often worry that they're getting the leftovers of you? Do you feel alone carrying the heavy load of pregnancy, postpartum, of motherhood and uniform with so many expectations to perform in your job, stay physically fit, and such little support? Hey, I'm Megan, and in my early years as an active duty mom in the army, I was so burnt out. I was just wishing for more time with my baby, the freedom to actually put my family and faith first while still giving my best to the team. And I was giving all I had, but it just never felt like enough. Trying to bounce back quickly, feeling all those pressures, prove myself in a male-dominated unit, trying to manage the home the best of my ability, and keep our marriage strong through so much long distance and dual military life. I just felt like I was falling short in all of it, but especially failing my family. I felt exhausted. I felt trapped in the army, like I was losing myself in what mattered most along the way and just doubting whether all of those sacrifices were worth it. I finally cried out to God to direct my path and he started showing me that there's a different way to find more balance and more purpose. So in this podcast, you're gonna find time management strategies, holistic health and fitness tips, and mindset transformations so you can find that balance that you long for to be who you're called to be for both your family and your work without having to compromise what's most important. So lace up those boots and put on the armor of God. Let's run this race up before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. I've been praying on this episode for a long time. I have been, over the last few months, really taking notes through my own reflection, through my prayer. As, it, as I've been in the trenches of our move here, in the thick of each phase of the transition, and I finally feel ready to really bring this to you now. And so... Some of the things that I, I definitely have been feeling that maybe you're feeling too or you've felt over over time through military life is maybe you know you're worrying that the military is not going to take care of your family or you're feeling the weight of the stress that comes with the unpredictability or the instability or the uncertainty of all of it. 
maybe it's wondering how is it all going to work out or uh, I don't have all this figured out yet. Are the kids going to be okay? Is my family going to be all right? You know, maybe it's time station apart from your husband or even your kids due to training or deployments away from your family. Maybe it's feeling like you're constantly torn apart from your loved ones. Maybe it's staring down the next big move or getting settled from the last one or being far from your support system and having to kind of start over every time you move and rebuilding your village. Or maybe it's the loneliness that you can feel when you don't have a village around you to lean on. Maybe it doesn't sit well with you or feel fair that it seems like your family sometimes is the ones that are bearing the cost of your service or that they have to bend over backwards to accommodate the military's needs or that their needs kind of come last, right? Maybe it's the unreliability of childcare or the anxiety that can come with not knowing if you're going to have someone that you can trust, that you find for your babies with each new move or with every new child. Maybe it's feeling like, you know, okay, this pace of life or the things that are demanded of us it's just unsustainable. You're not really sure how much longer you can kind of keep running at this pace or keep holding it all together and keep this up. The guilt or disappointment maybe in missing so many precious moments or milestones with your kids or feeling kind of torn and brokenhearted about that. How much of your time is spent at work or just dealing with the demands of military life in addition to work and how that spans even outside of the work time. Maybe you genuinely love what you do and you want to make an impact. You want to make a difference. You want to break more barriers. You want to show what's possible. You want to set the example for those who follow, but you also feel torn and conflicted about it, right? Maybe you sometimes even feel stuck or trapped in it, or you're not feeling a sense of purpose anymore. Maybe you're riding out your time. You're not really sure if you're meant to be here. Those are, those are things I've all felt uh, over time. I'm still feeling like a combination of those even now. So how do we deal with that? And how do we deal with when we're uprooting our, our children, our family from our home, our their school or their daycare, friends, you know, the support systems that we develop, it can be heartbreaking. And so let's talk about how we can reduce the stress. How can we we better adjust to the transition? How can we help our families adjust to the transition to make the most of it so that we can not only just survive, but actually thrive together through the hardships of all of it. And so for context, we just moved here to Fort Hood, Texas in November of this past year, a couple months ago, as of time of recording. Our last official duty station was in Hawaii. I was in the 25th Infantry Division as military intelligence officer, first in 127 Infantry Battalion. Then I was a brigade public affairs officer for the 25th Division Artillery. And my husband had a few different roles as an engineer platoon leader and on staff, primarily doing construction project management in the 130th Engineer Brigade. We then PCS'd for our next training and education that was required for career progression to Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. And we were very lucky to align together and both do the engineer captain's career course there. And we were there for six months as a family after Hawaii. And then I moved again with the boys in the last week of October, like early November to Fort Hood, Texas. And so now here we are, Tim is stationed there still in Missouri to finish his graduate school. And then he's going to come here in April and then I'll kind of high five with him and switch off with the kids and he'll stay here with them while I head to my next training course where, where I'll be for about two and a half months in Maryland. So we won't ultimately be back together until about July. And so we're stationed apart right now. We have about an eight month period of time where we're stationed apart. And the really kind of heartbreaking reality of this, I actually added it all up over the last, it'll be five years that we've been married in July. And I had gotten unexpectedly pregnant in my first month of our marriage, the beginning of our army careers. If you're new around here, you don't know my story, I invite you to go listen to episode six on this podcast on navigating unexpected pregnancy in the military and the pressure to kind of time pregnancies around our career, how to trust God in the unknown, the uncertainty when he changes our plans, because that's what really happened to me. But anyway, so I added it up. We have We will have spent 31 months of time apart as a couple or as a family, which is two and a half years out of our five years of marriage. 
isn't that wild? And that's just military life. That's just between field training time, between time station apart because their timeline's not lining up, between different mandatory career progression requirements. I mean, it's it's crazy. I get it. If you're in that boat, I'm just right here with you in the thick of it. And so I think that just shows you the difficulty, right, for anybody who's not in the military. It's just so difficult to align two career timelines and duty obligations and all these things. And even with that too, we've had three military moves in just this one year period of time. So we're done with the second I will go move over to Maryland for two and a half months and then come back but yeah like two three two out of three of those I'm navigating without my husband I've got the kids of me and many of you are in the same boat you know military life is just not easy being a mom in the military it's not easy dual military life with little ones especially not easy so I just want to tell you I'm with you and that's why this podcast exists that's why I do what I do we shouldn't feel so alone in this but I think we oftentimes do feel alone And yes, military life is something we signed up for. All of this comes with it. But at the same time, our children don't have a choice. They don't have a say in it. They're just along for the ride, right? And Tim and I, just like probably each of you, we're very service oriented. We want to be part of something greater than ourselves. We want to make a difference in the world. And we want to do work that's fulfilling to us too. And you probably are the same. But what doesn't sit well with me oftentimes and likely doesn't sit well with you either is that I think our children do often bear the, the brunt of it. And military life is just so demanding. It can be easy to feel like our, our kids are getting leftovers of us, even our marriages, after all that the military takes. And sometimes we can worry that they are really bearing the cost of our service. So if you're feeling any of those things too, you're not alone. And I just, I see you in all of that. So how can we focus on the things that we can control so that, you know, our family can really thrive and we can surrender to the things that are beyond our control to God, knowing that, yes, this is going to be hard on all of us. And Christ can be the peace amidst the storm. He's our rock and he can be that for us through military life too. And so these 10 tips today are really what's gotten me through and what is still getting me through right this second that I really encourage you to lean on to if your heart is feeling heavy with any of these things as well. Okay, so let's dive in. So number one is going back to the basics, just taking care of ourselves in the little ways. And I know it can feel just almost impossible to do this as busy moms who, you know, we have, we're pulled in so many directions. We're pouring ourselves out nonstop for everybody around us. It can feel like we're on duty 24 seven, right? In some form or another, mom life doesn't stop. It's, it is a 24 seven responsibility, right? And time to rest can feel truly elusive. But I think in big transitions and in big moves and things that are super demanding like that, right, it becomes painfully obvious if we are losing those foundations. This is simple things like our nutrition, like our sleep, like exercising consistently, just taking care of ourselves in the little ways. And so what I want you to focus on is how can you have those anchor routines where you're looking at your what are your non-negotiables and taking care of yourself and aim for priorities, but not for perfection in any way, because we got to give ourselves grace because our routine is going to be all off, right? Our environment's all off. Everything is all off. And we're going to have more demands in this season. That's just the nature of it. And that's, we're not escaping that, but we can preserve a little bit more of a semblance of normalcy and stability for our nervous system, for our body, mind, for our mental, emotional, spiritual health, as much as our physical health, when everything around us is changing. And so I want to give you permission if you need it to take care of yourself too. Drop the guilt about taking care of yourself. It's the first thing that tends to go when we are taking care of others, when we are feeling like, okay, I've got to step up in taking care of others. But the thing is, we can't give what we don't have. We cannot pour from an empty cup, at least for very long. We will burn out and we will not have anything else to give. And if we want our kids to feel a sense of peace and security through the change and the rough waters of the circumstances that are changing, we have to be a source of peace for them. 
And who's the true source of peace? It's the Lord. And so when we're grounded in him, when we're filled by him, we're finding rest in him, when we're stewarding the body he's given us to love and to be a source of life for our families, that's when we're going to just be able to give them what they need and do what he's asking of us through the hard times. But we can't do that if our body is depleted, if we're denying ourselves the opportunity to let God fill us, if we're neglecting to take care of our own basic needs. And so when we're in these seasons, our physical health is more vulnerable, our mental and emotional health is more vulnerable, and we're also more spiritually vulnerable. And we tend to find ourselves much more stretched thin, more exhausted, lower on patience, lower energy, overstressed, right? What do we do when, when we tend to be in those places? We might maybe our mood is worse. We are quicker to anger with our kids. We get more frustrated with our spouse. We get more resentful about things. We may binge eat and kind of sabotage our health and and fitness goals. We may give more into temptations. We may not use our time as well or be less present when our kids need us. We may be less connected with our spouse through the hard parts because now we want to go numb and numb out scrolling on social media to distract ourselves because we're looking to just feel better and deal with all the stress in away by escaping right and we're looking for those quick hits of dopamine maybe the external validation maybe because we're not receiving the affirmation that we're loved by the lord first and we're not letting him love us and meet us in those places of weakness and brokenness and so all that to say in those big transitions focus on our basic needs that will take care of so much it will just give us a stronger foundation so we're not as vulnerable what does that look like for you maybe it's you've got a million unpacked boxes but when the kids go down to bed once you get them down to sleep it's giving yourself permission to take that shower instead of just jumping right back into your to-do list and trying to get stuff done Maybe it's taking a few moments to be in prayer, even though you've got a million things that you feel like you have to do right now. Let let God guide you in what you need to do, and he's going to give you the time you needed for what he's asking of you. Okay, so that's the first one. Number two is be intentional about carving out and building in quality time with your people. So let yourself slow down, be together in the thick of it, and find moments of connection. So we might not have all the time in the world, right, especially when we're in these really demanding seasons, but if we pause for snuggles, if we, you know, really focus on those moments of quality time, it's going to fill everybody's cups more. You know, our kids don't care if everything is unpacked. They want our attention. They want us. They want our love. And if we can kind of be engaged with them, if we can just be playful with them through it, if we can, again, be that constant for them, then it's going to make that big difference in how they adjust. You know, everyone, give yourself grace, give them grace. Everyone's going to be more on edge emotionally. But are we, you know, taking that moment to repair when we're, we're treating each other, maybe not the best, or when we're at our worst because we're more stressed than usual? I mean, even I had a moment with Matthew yesterday where I don't know what it was exactly, but for whatever reason, I was getting really frustrated really quickly when he was throwing a tantrum. And I was like, okay, I'm feeling very triggered by something. I don't know what was causing it, but I just found myself reacting to him in a way that was like, okay, I'm not being the mom I want to be for him. And I want to be more patient. I want to be more gentle. I want to be more kind. And so afterwards, we we went on a walk and we went out to the nature trail around our house and we just spent some time outside. And I just paused like right in the beginning of our walk and I was like, Matthew, can we talk for a second? And and I got down on his level. He's almost four years old. And I, I paused and got down on his level and I was like, I gave him a hug and I was like, Matthew, I'm, I'm really sorry that I wasn't as kind to you as I wanted to be. You know, I should have been more patient with you. Um, I know we were both frustrated and we were both having a really hard time. So please forgive me. And, you know, I, I just love you so much. And he was just so sweet. And every time that we do that, you know, every time I just like ask for his mercy and forgiveness, I mean, he just receives it so 
so beautifully and I could just tell that he melts into me in those moments and I think it's so easy for us to get these hardened hearts when we're super stressed in these really demanding seasons it's just so much more easy to be on edge emotionally and so we need those moments of repair and of reconnection of, of restoration in our relationships and I think our kids our family our spouse they're going to bear the brunt of that stress because we're going to try to hold it all together in our work environment in public and all that but our family tends to get our leftovers. It's just, I think, how things happen. Sometimes we can be more vulnerable in that way. And so it's part of giving each other grace and giving and receiving the mercy and forgiveness that God wants us to as a family. All right, number three is reduce distractions and keep it simple. So say no to things, to opportunities. Of course, we all will have a hefty long to-do list, I'm sure. But what we really need is a to-don't list of what we're intentionally saying no to and taking off of our plate in this season to allow more space for the yes that God is calling us to, right? The things that, that we have to do that are just necessary. So what is distracting you from being present? What is negatively impacting your mental health? What do you need to set boundaries on? What is taking up your mental and emotional bandwidth? What commitments do you have that are overextending you? How can you be intentional about parsing these down to the essentials in this season? The things that give you life versus the things that drain you or take you from where your attention is most needed. So yes, there's always a time and place if it's God's will. And even if we have to close certain doors, we can trust that he will open them for us in his timing. So sometimes it's a not yet. Sometimes it's okay. I got to put this aside for now. And there's a time later for it. Maybe, maybe it's social commitments. I think there tends to be that pressure to fit it all in, to squeeze everyone in, right? When we're about to leave somewhere, it's like, you got to make the most of all your time, you know, do all the, the things in your bucket list that you didn't get to and stuff like that. But like, take the unnecessary pressure off of yourself, my friend. And there's a cost to saying yes. There's always a something we're compromising when we do say yes. It's a no to something else. And so just get really clear on when you're saying yes, those things you're saying yes to, what are you also saying no to? And make sure you're okay with that. And make sure that if you're not okay with it, if it's not aligned with your priorities and your values, then just recalibrate. I want to give you a specific example for me. I've been talking a lot about social media because I think many of us struggle with feeling really attached to our phones, really addicted to social media, and it really impacts our mental health in so many ways. And our relationships with our families, as mothers, it can play into so much mom guilt. Sorry, this loud motorcycle over here. <laughs> but one thing that I did that I felt like was super helpful and just made all the difference in the world over this last move, about the two-week time period where we were like in the, the biggest kind of crunch time for our move, getting everything finished up to leave our last duty station and then driving the kids here by myself and then also receiving our household goods starting to get everything unpacked so the first two weeks of moving and getting settled when it was like at its highest height I actually took the entire time off of social media both Instagram and Facebook and that for me just really protected my peace it protected my ability to be present when i needed to my life fo focus was there it's just like be where your feet are that's what god was calling me to and my real life was demanding so much of me i was like anything on social media can wait it's, it's really a distraction from where god wants me to be right now and it also doesn't fill my cup in any way it's going to actually make me more anxious and more stressed more overwhelmed as it tends to do and so i don't need that in my life right now it gave me so much more peace through it i mean i i literally told my coach that I was like I have never felt so much interior peace through so much significant change in my life than right now and I was navigating all of this without my husband because he was doing his grad school classes he couldn't come with us he couldn't even help us move in and so it was it was a lot but I was just so so deeply present with God and with my family and with 
the call of the moment because I said no to social media and it's a simple thing, but it sometimes we, we feel like we are so attached to it that we couldn't even say no. But I just encourage you recognize if that's an idol in your life and ask God for the grace to become more detached from it. You, you will see the overflow impact that that has and the fruit from it if you're willing to, to say no to it, even for a temporary time. All right, number four is ask for or be willing to receive help. Lead on others in your support system, physically, mentally, emotionally, in all ways. And my coach had such a beautiful example of this for me when she encouraged me. I was just telling her about the blessing that our local gym is here. We have this amazing local gym that we signed up for that's right outside of our neighborhood. It's like a small gym. We have a great little childcare that is available for us at the gym. And so it's just a good addition to my support system, basically, you know, while I'm navigating this time apart from Tim. And so I was just expressing to her, like, how grateful I was for that, all, how that worked out and how that was a great addition to our support system. And, and then how like our neighbors were so helpful and just encouraging, you know, me to ask, ask if I needed help and reach out and not be afraid of doing that. And she's like, okay, so be like a child who's receiving a gift to be like, more please, more please. You know, and I was like, oh, I love that example because I think, yes, our children, they don't have all these narratives in their mind about asking for help makes me weak. Our children are so dependent on us. And I mean, that's how we're meant to be as humans. We're dependent on each other. And when we push away that dependence, when we try to just rely on ourselves, I mean, not only are we not relying on God enough, but we're also just denying ourselves the ability to receive the help that God wants to give us through other people. And so we don't have to let, you know, receiving help and support mean anything about us. It does not mean you're weak. It doesn't mean you're any less of a mom. There's nothing to be ashamed about. You're not a burden for asking for help or for letting others in. It takes courage and humility, yes, but it's a gift to them and to you if they're, you know, supporting you. And so start little. If you have a hard time asking for help or receiving help when it's offered to you, just start little and it gets easier and it gets easier. And it's, it's okay, like, to let people in. I just want to encourage you in that because I think so many times we as, especially military women, it's like drilled into us that we have to be so strong and just like prove ourselves constantly and all this stuff. And I think in, in our society too, part of what is so isolating as mothers is this pressure to just do it all all by yourself. And we feel like we don't have a village, but then we also, there's barriers to asking for help and building our own village. And so don't be afraid to build your village. If you don't have a village, continue to just make connections so that you have people that you can lean on and you know it's hard when you just first get to a new duty station you don't know anybody you're like ah you know I'm here by myself I'm sure some of you may be stationed up for it so if you are please reach out to me I would love to connect with you in person but seriously I think it is really hard to be the one to initiate that but I just encourage you start little start small and don't be afraid to reach out and you know, know that like God may bring like really amazing people into our life when we need it most, but we have to also be willing to receive. And that's the case with so many things. The case they're all seasons of motherhood, but definitely the case through huge transitions as well. Number five is stay grounded in the Lord and invite him into the hardest moments. So like I was talking about, you know, make sure we're open to receiving what God wants to give us. So keep your eyes fixed on Christ through the storm and, you know, you will not lose trust that he's going to provide. It's really easy for us to just feel like, okay, God is not with us in this or that this is so hard what we're going through. And it absolutely is. But at the same time, 
if we just continue to remember that God is always providing for us, that if we forget about that, like we can always recall all the times in the past that he's provided for us so faithfully, he's not going to abandon you. He doesn't do that. He loves us so much more than that. So we can let ourselves be weak because we, we are strengthened in him. And that's when his power is made perfect. It's in our weakness. And so he's inviting you in this season, in the heart of all of it, into a greater reliance on him. And that's making you holy. That's helping you to grow in virtue. It's helping you grow into who he wants you to be. And even though we don't know what the future holds, we know that God has our family and our future in his hands. So we can have comfort in that even when, like I said, we, we have no idea what to expect or how things are going to all work out. So let me tell you a story about this. So when I was at Fort Leonard Wood, like really in the thick of the last couple of weeks of preparing for the move. And at this point I was feeling really stressed and anxious about childcare because we I mean, many of you may be in the same boat. You know, every time you move duty stations, obviously you got to find new childcare for your kids. And we all know childcare slots are so hard to come by. It's so hard to find somebody you can trust with your babies. Wait lists are super long at any duty station, at any daycares. And, you know, you don't get notified until the last possible minute, oftentimes even after you need the care. And so you're like trying to scramble to find care last minute or you're, or you're just like hoping and praying that it's all going to work out. And everything hinges on that, of course, your ability to do your job. And so it can be super nerve wracking. And I was feeling really anxious about this. And we were also in the process of looking for an au pair. And so I just was like, okay, I got to go relieve some stress. I had so much pent up stress and anxiety about this that week. And I just felt it all kind of really culminating in one day. And I was like, okay, I need to release this. Like, let me do it in a healthy way. And I want to just, I need time with God also. So I was like, let me just go on a run and pray during this run. And, oh man, it was like that moment of really surrendering your cares and anxieties to the Lord and just being reminded how much he cares for you. But God literally told me very, very clearly, I heard his voice. It was like, you do not have to put your trust in the army, Megan. Trust me instead. Because I was feeling so anxious about, okay, the army's not going to take care of my family. And so God was just like, Megan, you don't have to worry. If the army's going to take care of your family, I will. You don't have to put your trust in the army because you can put your trust in me. And so I, I just want to share that back to you. And... God knows the plans that he has for you and he is here to take care of your family. He's here to bring good through all things. Just continue to surrender it all to him and pray for the peace that surpasses all understanding that just trust that, you know, when we don't know how it's all going to work out, he does and he's holding our life and our family in his, in his hands. I just always pray a couple of these lines are from one of my favorite prayers, which is the litany of trust. And so you can look that up. It's a beautiful one from the sisters of life. But a couple lines that I just come back to often because they're just like the prayer of my heart is, Lord, deliver me from the fear of what love demands. Deliver me from the fear of being asked to give more than I have. And then whenever I get stuck counting the cost in some way, just remind me all that's being gained for your glory and for those that I'm serving and to just help me trust that you're going to provide faithfully, that you're strengthening me and my family. And it's like, God, I trust you. Like, Jesus, I trust you. Help me to trust you more. Lord, I love you. Help me to love you more. That's my prayer. So I just, I give that to you as an example because God wants to give you that too and in that peace, even amidst the uncertainty and the challenges of, of huge transitions and, and again, not knowing how it's all going to work out sometimes. All right. Number six, remain in gratitude for the present moment. And so if we have this disposition of gratitude, we will have a much easier time as we navigate the challenges that come. And this is not about toxic gratitude, toxic positivity, like ignoring the heart. I'll talk about that in a minute, but it's really about, you know, are we 
blocking ourselves sometimes from experiencing the peace and joy that God really wants for us, even in in the hard, just because we are limiting our ability to experience gratitude. And so something that can be super simple is just taking a moment, taking a couple minutes, like literally you can pause this right now, take two minutes and write down 10 things that you're grateful for. Let yourself do that. And I encourage you then as you do that, or after you do that, ask yourself a couple questions or just take note of a couple things here. And this is something that I did in my recent goal setting with God workshop. And it was just way more powerful than I ever actually expected it to be. Um, it was so interesting how the Holy Spirit just moved through it. But I asked, I was like, how was that exercise for you? You know, how hard was it for you to come up with 10? Did you find yourself, you're going really fast through maybe about five, and then did you kind of fizzle out after that? And what was coming up for you as you're going through this? And some things are super interesting that the ladies in my group coaching community were talking about. And this was also open to those outside my community. So we had a few more as well, but it was just so neat because they said, yeah, I started having a harder time after the first few. And then I was like, oh, is this worth putting down on paper? Is this like a big enough thing to be grateful for? And so some things that were coming up, we sometimes hold ourselves back from just embracing gratitude about something because we are like, oh, it's not quite good enough for me to be grateful for. It's not a big enough blessing. So we're not able to experience those mini blessings that God has for us. But then sometimes we are so focused on all the things that are super hard or, or going wrong in our life or that we wish were different or we're just like looking to where we want to be versus where we are. Or we're looking to the left or right and comparing ourselves to others and wishing we had what they had that we just lose sight of why God has us where he has us and all of those blessings that we're receiving in the moment, you know, and there's endless number of things that you can be grateful for. I mean, even in just the breath of this life, that is a gift and our children are a gift, even when they're so hard. Right. And I just encourage you just be in that posture to develop that as a habit, a posture of gratitude at the present moment. And it's going to enable us to be much more resilient through the hard. Okay. We're going to, we're going to talk about how we do that while holding space for the heart in a minute. So number seven is God's mercy is so present in new beginnings. So allow yourself to just look forward to the new start and the opportunity to begin again. So have that posture of gratitude, praise, and thanksgiving like we just talked about, but then also this hopeful anticipation of what is to come because our hope is in the Lord. It's not in our circumstances. It's not in the things that are happening in our life. Yes, those things are are an absolute cause for gratitude and of thanksgiving and of hope, but also no matter what, our hope is in the Lord. That's going to overshadow the anxiety about the future if we if we allow ourselves to remain in that place. And so maybe you're experiencing, I know this was this is definitely my case, guilt for moving your kids and the impact that this has on them, worrying that they're going to be okay. But instead, maybe maybe God is inviting us into, okay, well, yes, that is, that is really hard on them. It's not ideal necessarily to be moving them and uprooting everybody from routine and environment and sense of safety and stability and all these things. But a new start means it's an opportunity for more mercy, for a beautiful new beginning, for a clean slate, for more intentionality as a family, for us to really focus on aligning more with our priorities. And so we can reevaluate, we can start anew, and that's an amazing thing. And so as a tangible example, we made a, we really evaluated based on some really difficult, difficult experiences that we were having with Matthew's daycare and just not, not a good experience in the last daycare that he was in. 
And so we made a decision to transition to an au pair in this next duty station for our main source of daycare for the kids. So I would love to chat about this. If you want to explore that or consider that as an option or just learn more about it, I would love to share more about our experience. It's definitely more of an investment, but for us, it was a beautiful way to be very intentional about who is spending all this time with our kids, about who is shaping them. We want to really raise our kids in values and faith and just be good human beings. And if we don't feel like the environment is conducive to that, if we feel like the environment is harming them in some ways, we may not be able to control that to the fullest extent, but there are certain things that we might be able to do differently. And one thing is just being intentional about the caregivers, right, for our kids. And so I would love to just, yeah, if you have questions about an au pair, more about the program, like where to even start, if you want to look at this, I would love to share more information with you and how we came to that decision. All right, number eight is reflect on how you're growing through this and celebrate the wins and victories of the season. So how exactly is this stretching you? How are you growing as a mother, a wife, a leader through all of this? How is your relationship with God deepening and your children deepening? We absolutely can be in this place where we can feel like a victim to all of our circumstances, to all these things that we are forced to go through in the military, but we also can look at it as an opportunity to grow and be stretched. And the truth is that God has you where he has you for a reason. And again, he's bringing good through all things. And so even if you don't understand why you are where you are, why you're going through what you're going through, open your heart to reflecting on how he's growing you through this. Because then you're going to be able to see more clearly how God is using this for good as he does all things. So again, combined with a disposition of gratitude, combined with a posture of hopeful anticipation of what the Lord might want to bring through the new beginnings and what he might want to bring bear fruit in your own life and your own relationships with him and with your the people who matter most in your life and the ways that he wants you to serve through this. I mean, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I mean, our military life and all of our experiences and the hard parts of all of it, I know that God has used it so I can serve you. I mean, truly, that for me is like very, very clear. All of our stories are intended, our, our trials, our tribulations are going to be part of our testimony one day. And so God is writing your story. And the more we are open to his will in all of it, the more we're able to bring glory to him through it. Okay, number nine is allow the space to process the loss and mourn the close of this last chapter. Allow the space for all the feelings. Emotional allowance is a really, really important thing that we can just continue to grow in and develop maturity in. All of the gratitude, the you know, more positive outlooks, seeing it as an opportunity, as a way to grow, that can coexist with acknowledging how hard it is, with giving ourselves grace, a lot of compassion over how much it's stretching us past our limits, maybe, you know, acknowledging and holding space for all of it instead of kind of minimizing or downplaying it is really important. And so just affirm, yes, this is a lot that I'm going through. This is a lot for my family. This is a lot for me. It's a lot of big changes. This is a lot of big stuff coming up and going on this year. So it's not just about pushing through it with this sort of toxic positivity, like, okay, I can do all this. I can handle this. Because one, this doesn't acknowledge that it's hard. It's just suppressing the emotions instead of allowing them to kind of be processed and number two it plays right into this sort of ungodly self-reliance right and the lie that it's all on us it's not all on you it doesn't leave room for god in the picture and so instead just acknowledge okay i'm doing my best to give myself permission maybe to process these emotions in a healthy way with my support system i'm going to continue to trust that god has me where he has me for a reason that he's going to take care of our family and then you can model this emotional allowance for your kids too so you know really acknowledge 
this is really hard for all of us. This is really hard for me too. You know, I'm really going to miss our neighbors and our friends. It's really hard to leave the people that we love. It's really hard to leave our home. It's really hard to leave, you know, where we've been and, and all these memories that we've made. I love spending time with all of them. And so just hearing what you're going through can really help them put their feelings into words. And I know, especially for toddlers this is just so critical so the more we can just verbalize our emotions and their emotions it gives language to it and it helps it really helps to hold space for it versus like kind of just running away from it or, or trying to suppress it and just being so uncomfortable if we if we are so uncomfortable with our own emotions we're not going to be able to hold space for theirs and not going to be able to support them as healthily as we can is that a word through their own emotions too and they're gonna the emotions are gonna be high we already talked about that it's it's gonna come out we're gonna feel it it's easy for us to just feel like we want to run away from it but the best way is through it and allow the feeling then allow it to be released and it's the quickest way through it it's like riding the wave instead of allowing it to just like bubble up to the surface if you can imagine like a beach ball trying to push a ball like underneath the water that's what we're trying to do when we're like holding in our emotions and then of course we're not gonna be able to hold it down there forever it's gonna pop up to the top and that's that's the case with our emotions. It's going to spill over and it's going to then be coming out in frustration with our spouse. It's going to be coming out and yelling at our kids. It's going to be coming out in so many ways that we don't want it to, right? When it's bleeding out. But no, we, we can allow it to be processed in a healthy way. Give it to God. Allow him to help you release it, surrender it to him, and have a safe space where you can talk through these things. That's what I can do with you as a coach. That's what you know mental health professionals can do if you feel like you're below baseline of your mental health. That's when it's important to work with a therapist or a counselor but if you're kind of at baseline and you want to move from surviving into thriving that's what coaching is for and so that's what I can help you with I can help you with that in a variety of ways and so please don't hesitate to reach out all right number 10 is to give yourself time to come back into your normal to establish your new routine give yourself grace and same thing with your family so allow yourself to be a beginner again be gentle on yourself as you ease into the transitions as your family does too you know, I think there's so much pressure to just like get past this, to get settled, to like get all the to-do list done, to check all the blocks, to unpack all those boxes, to like just rush past this stage. But no, you get to set your pace. And I just really reinforce that to you. This is the case in any season of life. I think taking, reclaiming your time is a really important thing. And especially for those of us who are moms, who are, you know, busy military women, who it feels like our time, our schedules are just like dictated to us all day long. Reclaim your time in the ways that you can control. And that's what it means to steward our time well and the gifts that God has given us. Part of that is, is understanding and sifting through like what are externally imposed expectations that I, I really can't control and what are these extra shoulds that I'm carrying or maybe this extra pressure that I can let go of that, you know, I'm just being harder on myself than I need to be. You know, how fast I'm running, you know, what, whether you choose to like jump back onto the hamster wheel and when you choose to do that, or if you choose to do that, how much you choose to hustle, how much you're putting your worth and your productivity in your performance, feeling like you have to measure up by all the things you're doing as a mother in a sort of societally deemed perfection. I mean, like what are those narratives that you have of like what it takes to be a good mom and, and have you actually taken a pause and asked yourself, do I want to believe that? Is that what God is expecting of me versus what society is expecting of me, you know? So exercise restraint with commitments, like discern very clearly what God wants you to take on, be willing to slow down your pace, focus less on results and more on the journey in this stage. And you're going to naturally 
actually see the fruits that are coming from that. So let go of whatever narratives you have about staying caught up or falling behind or like speeding up to get to the next stage. Just let yourself be present in this and know that you're right where you're meant to be. You don't have to just rush past the stage because there's goodness and grace and blessings in this place. This is where God wants you to be. If we're always rushing to the next thing or to the next season, like we miss the richness of the season. And so give it time. Your family's going to go through an adjustment period. You're going to go through an adjustment period. This move is going to unleash big feelings. You know, your children are going to thrive on a routine and environment they feel safe and secure in. And that sense of safety and and internal security that normalcy is all thrown off. And same thing with you and your own nervous system. We're, We're going to be in fight or flight mode oftentimes. So we've got to be able to resettle that nervous system. And I have so many tools that I can help you with as a coach through that. And so, you know, for example, even as far as parenting goes, we worked with a parenting coach who's an occupational therapist who shares our Catholic faith for Matthew. And she was so helpful. And so this was something we did when we arrived at Fort Leonard Wood because he was really struggling that transition. And like I said, there's a lot of factors of his daycare environment being pretty terrible. They had to fire a bunch of people. They had so much instability in their providers and their leadership team in his room. There was a huge age gap of three to six year olds and a lot of behavioral challenges. And he was then bringing that home and it was just really hard on everybody and so she taught us a lot of tools that were super helpful for us to really just be there for him and how to be more patient as we're working through those big emotions and those behavioral challenges and but also continuing to set appropriate positive and healthy boundaries that really help him to thrive and so keep an extra close eye on your child's adjustment and check with caregivers, check, you know, with resource for the resources or even a therapist or, or those other um, individuals who can really help support you from a professional standpoint if you are worrying about how your child's coping during a stressful transition. And same thing with you. I want in my whole life, like whatever I'm going through, I just want to be singing through the storm and giving glory to God through all of it. And, you know, some someday on the other side of this, like as we fully move through this stage of getting settled again through the transition we're going to wake up and it's like this new sunrise and we're going to look back from the other side and see with these difficulties brought us closer together brought us closer to god as a family it's part of our story it's a story that god's going to use and you can see how god is faithful to it how he delivered us through those stormy waters and the most painful parts of all of it too so keep focusing on those things you can control to help your family thrive while surrendering the things that are beyond your control to him and when your human brokenness makes you feel like you're pressured to have it all under control to have it all figured out yourself or if it's all on you just remember god is sovereign over it all and he's really taking care of you he's got you in his hand you know one thing that god told me on that run that i was talking about was it's that verse from matthew 6 25 through 34 it's the verse where god is talking about you know look at all the birds how much more he cares for you than the birds and how much he takes care of them their every need and so don't worry about tomorrow for today has enough trouble of its own be where your feet are focus on what you need to in this season give yourself grace allow yourself to receive the grace god wants to give you most importantly i am here for you i'm praying for you i just i'm hoping that this gives you some strength through this know that you are incredibly strong but you also don't have to carry this all on your own and please don't hesitate to reach out you can reach out to me at any time by email at megan at armtotheheart.com and you can get in touch with me and we can schedule one-on-one call we can schedule a discovery call You're always more than welcome to join my group coaching community because we go through all these things together. I mean, even the ladies in my group coaching community, a number of us have moves coming up or have recently moved. And so you're definitely not alone if you're going through any of these things and you don't have to navigate it alone. All right. I love you. I'm lifting you up and I will talk to you again soon.